was lots of mud. <laughs> this is why it's important to have some decent shoes. <laughs> Hello, I'm Liv Bolton, and you're listening to The Outdoors Fix, a podcast to inspire people wanting to make adventures outdoors a bigger part of their life. The Outdoors Fix is produced in association with our friends at Ellis Brigham Mountain Sports. This is the first episode of 2020, so happy new year. I hope you have a fantastic year of hiking, wild swimming, wild camping, paddleboarding, or whatever you love to do. I'm keen on getting out paddleboarding more and going to Scotland hiking, so any suggestions for favourite spots, let me know. Please keep sending me your comments on Instagram and telling me all about your outdoors adventures. I love hearing about them. And don't forget, you can be an absolute star by rating, reviewing and subscribing to The Outdoors Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Today's guest is Vicky Fairhurst. Vicky lives in Manchester and works with 16 to 19 year olds in care. Last year, Vicky's colleagues set her a huge challenge to organise and get 30 teens and staff with little or no hiking experience to the top of Snowdon. That trip sparked an addiction to hiking, as she puts it, and it's had a huge impact on her life. She's also a member of the Black Girls Hike Walking Group based in the Greater Manchester area. I went for a walk with Vicky in the Peak District to hear more about how her job helped her discover a love of hiking, the difference it's made to her life, and why she thinks that increasing diversity in the outdoors world is so important. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and don't forget to listen out for Vicky's fantastic tips for getting outdoors more, as well as the peaceful sounds of nature at the end of the podcast. You'll find her on Instagram at Miss Curly Travels. Vicky, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. So nice to be here on, on, on this lovely walk with you in the Peak District. Thank you for inviting me. It's It's been the best day of the week, so oh, thank you. Amazing. We are sitting on the side of a hill with paragliders all around us up in the air. About 21 pa- paragliders, aren't there? They're amazing. They're really, really high up as well. <laughs> and we're in the Peak District. Um, can you explain exactly where we are? Um, so we're, we've just come from Mamtor. Uh, we came up from Castleton and we went over Winnet's Pass. Mm. We went to Devil's Arse. <laughs> I know, they really could have picked <laughs> that name for that, couldn't um, But we didn't go in there. Um, and then we came up over Mamtor and we've just popped down a little bit from Loose Hill. Yeah, it's been a really lovely walk so far and the weather is not bad at all today. It's a lovely it's autumn day. It's the best it's day. been all week, hasn't it? Yeah. Exactly, a lovely autumn day. The bracken and the trees are looking gorgeous and golden and lots of browns and beautiful colours. Um, it's, yeah, a beautiful spot. It's and absolutely, it's, it's my favourite place. And it's pretty close to where you live, isn't it? Yeah, I only live 40 minutes away from here, so this is my back door. Are you lucky thing? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's so good. Now, I really want to um, get into your a really inspiring story about how you got into hiking but first um as a kid were you outdoorsy um i remember being really young like 10ish that sort of age and going up snowden and maybe doing that maybe in my early teens when i was really younger my auntie used to take us out to places 
Um, and I used to live in North Wales in a place called Clamroost, mm. which is, you know, on your way to Snowdonia. Um, and it, it looks like this there. So I was out in it, but I wouldn't say I was a hiker or, you know, an avid walker. It just was where you lived. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I wasn't a keen walker and I imagine as a lot of children do when you hit your teens and it's no longer cool so I definitely didn't do it through my teen and early 20s right definitely didn't and it wasn't until last year pretty much this sort of time that I started hiking again and it's changed my life it's the best thing ever I, I regret not doing more of it yeah <laughs> so how so I want to get into how you got back into hiking then so what is your job um i'm a learning and development manager at a company called pathways we're a social care provider so we look after 16 to 19 year olds in the north of the uk so we used to just be manchester and now we're spread out um and i work at head office and part of my role is um event planning that's one of the little aspects of my role um and a gentleman that works for us called ben he suggested (laughs) It would be a good idea if we got our young people who are 16 up the top of Snowdon, which on paper looks amazing in practice, (laughs) a little bit challenging, um, but he suggested it. And my manager, who also is my brother, said, that's you, off you go, get them up the top. (laughs) And Slightly intimidating to have to organise that. Um, So I set about planning that and organizing it um and we got all of i can't remember how many people were with our group anymore now but i want to say with staff 30 people wow. to the top of snowden and, and down all of them down as well <laughs> good and i can imagine that that would have been the first time that some of those kids have been out walking in the mountains uh, i think it was the first time a lot of them have been outside of their bedrooms for a long time to be wow. honest um the young people we work with are Kevin and Perry style, I think is the best way to describe. <laughs> Typical teens, unless there's food involved, there's no need to come out. The the, the furthest they'll walk is Asda or the local shop. Uh, so that was the most amount of exercise a lot of them had done for a very long time. Yeah. Um, leading up to it, I obviously tried to, as much as possible, I did a walking plan to get people up to the level of being able to physically be able to do it. Um, and also it was for the staff as well because you know um, it was free for any of the staff to attend as well they volunteered to come uh, to accompany the young people Um, so it wasn't just the young people's fitness the beauty of being a teenager is that you do generally have a lot more energy than most of the people isn't it so um, it wasn't necessarily their fitness um, like in regards to their hearts and stuff it was Mm. more the staff but just getting them used to being out and up on their feet um, for that amount of time and it is a mountain there's no quick 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 mm. way off is there so being for me health and safety wise being certain that everyone that goes can make it up and down without the need to call for mountain rescue or anything like mm. that so yeah. how do you prepare them did you do a series of weekly um, walks we or did um so i had my walking plan that i had and then the staff team because i don't work face to face with the young people all of the time so the staff did um weekly and bi-weekly or as just as often as they could get the young people out um walks around um the glossop area yeah that sort of area In the Peak district yeah yeah um i had planned to take my dog 
to the top of Snowdon as well and I'd visited the vet and they said you know you need to get your dog up to fitness as well Um, and so we came here with the dog up to up Mantor so this was the first I'm going to call them a mountain because for a little dog that is a mountain yeah um that he did um and every week twice a week we do some sort of either here or somewhere else in the Peak District or um in Cheshire because um, that's this is my local area for walking yeah um that was nice because i got to go to lots of different places that i wouldn't i had never previously before that day of hearing we're going to go and do snowden i'd not thought oh this is around the corner from where i live yeah and it's been here all this time and i've been missing it um so yeah that that kind of inspired me that constant going out and then we did snowden we got everybody up and down and then it was the next week and I was thinking, oh, I've, n- I've not, not got a mountain to climb. I haven't got a reason to go out, but I need to go out. Yeah. And so I would say I'm now addicted to walking. <laughs> and so when you just My going back. Vicky, I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing to be addicted to. Um, when you were on the top of Snowden, though, with the group <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and for yourself, what, what were your feelings as a group and, and how did you feel? Um, so we walked up. Obviously, I can't tell you details of all the young people because of confidentiality. But we walked up and I'm a natural leader. We have people who have different strengths. And my strength is working with people that really struggle. So there was one young lady who every 10 steps (laughs) was, I can't go on, I can't go on. Can I have a cig? I can't go on I, can't, I need to go back yeah. and constantly having to reaffirm to her that she could do it that she did have it in her that she was physically fit enough to do it she could have a cigarette if she wanted to have a cigarette yeah just constant morale boosting for this young person so what took the people at the very front of our group three hours four hours to get to the top which I know is quite long for Snowden but you know it's the, the level of fitness in our group uh <laughs> It took us about five hours to get to the top. It was emotional, is the word I felt at the top. Yeah. (laughs) Because she didn't think she was going to make it. She did not think that she herself had... She's had an awful life and awful things have happened to her. And I just kept telling her, you've overcome these things. You want to get to the top of this mountain... And it's not a horrible thing you've done. You will have accomplished something so amazing that not many people get to do. And sometimes I think you go places or you're on your phone, young people, and society tells you that everybody's doing everything. But not everybody climbs Snowden. Yeah, it's busy. I know millions of people do it every year. But that's not everybody in the whole world. And it is something that you're going to meet people and say, oh, yeah, I did that when I was 16 or I did that when I was 17. And no one else in that group is going to be able to have that story. And you'll have pictures and experiences that no one else will have. And that, for me, getting that girl to that point was just so moving. It was so fantastic. And she didn't think she was going to do it. And the picture of her on the top, you know, the the fake top bit that they've put on the top of Snowden seeing her at the top of there with the big smile on her pink face because <laughs> also it snowed when we got to the top of Snowden um was is just I live with that forever it was amazing and then oh so 
to get her up we constantly reassured her constant and we'd taken it there was three of us three staff members taking it in turns to literally like link her and march her for 10 steps and march her for 10 steps Good come effort. on you can do this and constantly had to keep doing that and then on the way down we were walking and it's that mind over matter thing isn't it when you on the downward bit and we have this in black girls hike people think it's easier to go down and you start off with that like big boost but you're still on the top of a mountain so eventually you become tired again because you are still actually tired and she so she slowed down again i don't know if i'm gonna make it <laughs> and i wish i'd never come i don't want to be on this mountain and i was like come on come on come on and then a, one of her friends who was in the group she came over and she went, oh, come on. I don't want to be the last person down. And then they just skipped off. And I remember thinking, oh, you've left me. Where was this child when I needed help to get this girl up to the top? <laughs> so, yeah, that was really funny just to kind of see her then, then scoot off and be like, yeah, I've accomplished it. And now I'm finished. And now I just want to go home and get down to the bottom. So, yeah, that was that was nice. And I'm really, really glad that I did it. And now when I see that young lady and she tells me anything that she's you know struggling with or you know she's she's got a job now it's nice to hear that she's achieving things and I'm not sure if it was the spark or the change in her I'm not going to say oh yeah because I took this child up a mountain she now is thriving in life but that's one more thing that she can say she accomplished in her life and and I was part of that so that's really, really nice. Oh, what an amazing thing to have done for them. That yeah, is yeah. Yeah. an incredible experience. So for you then, that, I mean, obviously a huge sense of satisfaction oh, of yeah. taking those kids up there. Yeah. For you personally, aside from that, with those views and being in the outdoors and hiking again, how did it make you feel? Um, I don't know. It, I'm honoured that I got to, to have that experience with them children because I think... I, I would love, no, this sounds weird. I wouldn't love to not have a job. I would love the need for what we do to not be there. I would love that people had fantastic parents and they were loved and cared for in their own families and their own families were able to take them out and do these things. I would love to not have to do this, if that makes sense. Mm. I mean... Obviously, I need to pay my bills. I don't want to not have a job, but I'd love the need for what we do to not be there. I'd love for society to be perfect, obviously. But that being said, I'm very lucky that I get to do what I do and see those young people overcome, whether it's a mountain or whether it's getting on a BMX bike or going to college, because that is such a big deal for them to, to fit into the norm of society the things that I get to do with them and walking with them, I think about that when I'm walking. Do you, do you know? So I'll be walking down, say, over here or something, and I'll think, oh, this would be a really nice walk for our young people to do. Or I'll think, oh, remember them kids that, that maybe don't live with us anymore? I'd love to have been able to do this with them. Or even me f- reflecting on how I feel when I'm walking, that kind of inner, p- inner piece sounds really cheesy, but being able to switch off from all the pressures of the outside world, being able to share that with other young people, I think this is on my list of things to do, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm not plotting because my brain's switched off while I'm walking, but I'm kind of plot, plotting 
oh, this will be somewhere really nice to bring our young people. And if I just learn a little bit more about this area, we could do this. Or maybe I'll just tell the staff to take the young people to a place that I know is a really easy walk where you can't get lost. Like that kind of stuff is, you know... Oh, I feel like I'm rambling a bit. <laughs> but it's obviously... You, I can see how much that trip to Snowdon really sparked a massive passion oh, yeah. for hiking in you. Definitely. And so after Snowdon, what were you getting out most weekends? Yeah, every week, twice a week, and sometimes after work in good weather. Um, I went on a um, m- mountain skills uh, weekend uh, in the Lake District um, with Mosaic um, and I met a lady called Kat who is the greatest woman ever yeah. and she taught me how to read map properly um, and taught me lots of different little things um, I went on because I where we are now in the Peak District I know this area I know generally how to get from here to over to the village and, and I would start out without my map most days that's fine but beyond this little section of the UK I don't know so it's important that I do know how to read a map and I do know how to navigate because Google Maps doesn't work all of the time and I never have signal um and so I signed up to that weekend I also signed myself up to climb Helvellyn oh in the Lake District yeah um with guided because I wanted to do more mountains and I was thinking oh I'll do the the three peaks Snowdon, Ben Nevis and Scarfell um, but the day that I was free and off work, I couldn't do um, Scarfell Pike. It was only Helvellyn. No I was Googling, it said it's the UK's favourite hike. Da, da, da. So I was like, right, I'll do that one. Um, and I did that on a guided walk with a guy called Bill, who was awesome. Um, and I like, I like leading walks. I like doing that. But I like going on a lead walk because you get to really enjoy there's different types of walking there's walking in a group there's walking where you're being led by someone and there's walking by yourself and I love all of them equally but when you go on a challenging walk that's led by somebody else you can really sit back and appreciate all of the things they'll teach you things like they'll say oh this is this sort of flower this is this sort of rock Mm. things that you won't pick up as you're walking maybe unless that's what you do and kind of really see the scenery and take it in as a passenger you know when you drive you can drive a route but when you sit in the same route as the passenger you get to really appreciate where you're going so I really enjoyed that guided walk and I will once next year once I've got more days off work again I'll book some weekdays so I can do some more of those guided walks with um I did it with the Lake District Walker Mm -hmm. because I don't know the Lake District very well at all so um I'm, I'm more than happy to pay to do that so you're, going, so you're getting out a lot yeah. now. And after Snowdon, you did a week where you hiked 100 <laughs> kilometres solo. I did, yeah. So <laughs> I had a week off work and Matthew was... Because we work in the same company, Matthew was working. As and your husband. Yeah, yeah, and so I was thinking, I don't just want to sit in the house for a whole week. And I've obviously done all this walking already. And I thought, you know what, let me go on a walk today so I just went on a long walk and then the next day I was like oh I'll go on another long walk and then I went to like the roaches in in the other part of Peter Street already. I then just did walk after walk and I did Helvellyn on that week and I kind of got to about 75 kilometers and I thought oh wow. I think I could hit 100 kilometers by the end of the week and so I did I purposely went out for the rest of the week Great. and did that just 
because I just liked being outside. And it's just lone walking in, on the flip side of walking in with a lead walk is just, it's exciting, isn't it? It's just really, uh, <laughs> like I got lost. I got so terribly lost, really, really lost and frightened. But when I think back to it, I laugh. But at the time I was not laughing. I was right. really genuinely frightened. And I had like really <laughs> just stupid, irrational thoughts of like, you know, the film 127 Hours. Oh, God, yeah. He chops his arm off because the boulder falls on him. <laughs> well, I was thinking to myself while I'm lost in the Peak District, not near a boulder anywhere. I wasn't trapped. I was just lost thinking, oh, I'll have to chop my arm off. I'll have to, I'll have to drink my own wee. Uh, how much food have I got left? The dog will die. I'll have to eat me. I'll, I was, my thoughts had just gone oh, wow. crazy because I was just a little bit lost and all I needed to do was turn around and walk the way that I came. I wasn't like fully, fully lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but lone walking, apart from that, that, but it builds you. It doesn't, it builds you as a person, builds your character. Um, apart from that little bit, love it i love walking by myself well just me and the dog uh because there's there's no distraction i don't need to talk to no one i don't need to worry that i'm not listening to anything and i'm not consuming anything just nature that's all i'm consuming it's just i would encourage more people like especially with black girls hike we do that as a group and when i'm chatting to the women that go there i do say go for a walk by yourself because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like achieving something by yourself, relying on no one. Mm. It's amazing. You segued very well into that because I was going to come on to Black Girls Hike. So you are part of this walking yes. group called Black Girls Hike. Yeah. Uh, you're based in the Greater Manchester area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Um, and so how did that all start and how did you become involved? Um, so it started, I was doing all this pre-Snowden stuff um, before and my friend Rianne, messaged me or called me I can't remember and she was like oh I really want to start a walking group I've been on the train coming through like the Peak District and I really want to go out and I know you go out let I'm going to set up this group will you come I'm like yeah yeah sure I'll come so then we did a lot of the walks that I already do and have done whether solo or guided or with Matthew and the dog um, and so that's how it started and the first week it got rained off because oh. it was flooding in Ramsbottom and we were doing a walk in Ramsbottom um so the very first one got <laughs> it got cancelled because we just got rained out and then this and then she uh, Rianne rearranged it um and it fell on Mother's Day unfortunately so excuse me uh only me Rianne and Jay Della were on the first walk and we did Peel Tower in Ramsbottom which is a really nice walk and it was awesome but there was just the three of us but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And then I think it was once a month. So that's how it started and it gradually built momentum to what it is now. And, you know, they're doing absolutely fantastic. Rianne's been, um, I nominated her. Uh, so a few people nominated her as well. But I nominated her for Woman of the Year Award for Boots. Oh. So she went down to that recently. Um, unfortunately, she didn't win. Um, I can't remember what the lady does that one but it was a really really good cause as well like yeah yeah, yeah. to what she'd done what you guys have and done. um she's been um on the bbc they, they came and interviewed her mm-hmm. and the group um i missed that one because i was away getting married and good excuse <laughs> <laughs> excuses excuses and 
yeah, they're doing fantastic. And it's, I can't explain. I, I don't know if I can explain. I don't know if it'll come off right or not. But when I walk by myself, and you might have noticed this today, there's not many people who look like me as we've walked up. It's fine when I'm by myself. I know that for me, not I'm, I'm in an environment where I am the minority. But sometimes you don't want to be a minority. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want to be around people who are like you. And I think sometimes people struggle with this. So when Black Girls Hike was on the BBC, um, there was a lot of trolls saying horrible things about oh how we are segregating ourselves and just mean things. Uh, and I think what was ironic is these are the people that we're afraid of which is why we want to be with people who are like us. So we don't need to worry that someone might accidentally slip up and say something inappropriate or say something out, out, out rude or mean or racist or anything. And sometimes you just want to be, I, I don't know how to explain it. You want to be around people who are you. It's the one place that... Um, we were talking about this in a group chat the other day, it's the one place you are 100% that group. It's the only time for a lot of the women in our group that we are 100% around black women. And that is so valuable. And being able to share this beautiful, you know, country in a, in a safe space, in a safe pocket, is, is uh, it's, you can't, you can't put a value on how much it helps heal your mental health if that makes sense not that i'm saying everyone's got bad poor mental health or they're not dealing with things very well but us walking today we feel fantastic for being outside right and then on top of that you have that you're 100 percent with your own people and you're 100 percent able to be yourself you don't need to dial up or dial down your blackness to fit in better with people so people don't say oh, I wouldn't expect you to say something like that or you sound really smart or things that people don't think is offensive but it's a microaggression. You don't need to deal with any of those because you're just with people who are just like you. And when we do these walks and we're leading these walks and say, I'm, I'm from here, this is, this is my area, I'll say, oh, that's, that over there, that's a cement factory, that over there, that's Cheshire, this is the type of this rock, this is this type of plant being taught by people who also look like you is is really invaluable as well so Mm. me being able to share my knowledge and my experiences hopefully well I know it does it encourages other people to come out and that trickle effect of black girls hike sometimes you do want to stay in the group and sometimes you want to go out with just one or two people or just go out by yourself and being able to have that confidence because you've come to a couple of walks is really really important so yeah, that's why we have it. We had a few months ago we walked in Edale down there, um, and a lady told us to go back to the ghetto. Oh and if God. that doesn't tell you why we need our group, <laughs> nothing terrible. does. Yeah. So even things like that, that there are people who think that people who look like me aren't supposed to be in areas like this. And that's why I will continue to keep you know, going to Black Girls Hike, not all of the time, but because it's now twice a month, uh, twice a month, and I just don't have the time to do it every single, <laughs> enough, yeah. every single walk. I don't have 
I, I like my husband. I want to spend some time <laughs> with him. Uh, but I, I will continue to be out. I will continue to go on these, you know, challenges. I like long challenges. We've, we've had this discussion already, but I like, you know, a two-peat challenge or a three-peat challenge or a long, long walk. I like turning up at these events because m- every event that we've gone to, myself and Salisha or Matthew, we're the only people who look like us there, which is sad because I think if more people who were like us, more minority people, got out and experienced that, it is it is welcoming. And one of the things that happened after the, the lady had said, oh, get back to the ghetto, put it on social media to rant, as you do, um, lots and lots of people messaged me, I can't believe this would happen. People are so horrible, people are so yeah. friendly. And on the whole, people are really, really friendly. There are just some people who get angry just because they think that they own that space. And we all pay our taxes. We technically all own it. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened. That's absolutely horrific. Mm. It, in terms of numbers then of black women who come mm. out, I mean, you like you say, you're increasing representation out here and mm-hmm. showing that it is something that is open to everyone. Yeah. Um, how many women are you getting out on hikes, do you think, nowadays? Um, okay, so the first one, there was just the three of us, yeah, right? Yeah. So let's put it into perspective. There was just three. <laughs> but the, I think, I mean, you'd have to, like, cross-check the facts with Rianne. I want to say 27 or 25. Oh, that's amazing. In one, in one um, session. Yeah. But I think in the group chat, there's, like, 40-plus women in the group chat so they will have turned up on different days but on yeah. one single out in i would say 25 27 that's really fantastic in total and, and we did when we did snowden um i want to say and this is the second time you did snowden with with Black yeah we, there was 22 of us great did snowden because what i did i'm all for <laughs> making people feel good and feeling a sense of achievement i do it at work this is my this is my job naturally this is how I fall and do it so I bought medals and so when everyone finished I gave everyone a medal so they have like a black girls hike 2019 medal because that was our challenge that was our first challenge and hopefully next year we can do like a two peaks challenge and encourage you know kind of build it up like Mm. that I'd love to be part of that um changing like the landscape a little bit and what does what do some of these women say when they come out and see the scenery and uh, experience hiking? You know, for some of them for the first time. Uh, I suppose this is only my opinion of chatting to people. Obviously, it's not their, their opinions. I can't comment on that. But just people's faces when you come up here or you get to the top of Kinder or you get to the top of Snowden, their faces tell everything. Just the awe and, you know they take a lot of pictures so when we do time planning it's yeah. not just uh, the main question you get when when Ryan shares a post is the next questions on the group chat is how long is this going to take <laughs> what should I wear they're always the same questions yeah. all the time and so a walk that might take me and you just two people two hours three hours for a group of 20 plus women of different uh, fitnesses different abilities um, and picture taking because you have to count that in it might take us four hours total yeah. maybe a little bit longer it's going to take us as long as it's going to take us is the actual answer but to kind of put it in perspective it does take us a little bit longer because we take an awful lot of pictures 
it <laughs> we take a lot of pictures but then you need it because the more pictures we get out there on social media the more times when people search a walk they're going to see people who look like us and that that's why we do it and in terms of yourself personally then mm-hmm. um you said mentioned to me that you're looking to become a mountain leader oh, i'd love to become a mountain leader i would absolutely love to become a mountain leader i feel my ego would tell you I could be a mountain leader tomorrow (laughs) but my actual conscience and realistically I know I've got more uh, you know I've got to climb more mountains I've got to get more experience I've got to get more times of being lost and get myself found because they're the things that there's no point saying oh yeah I'm a really good leader but I'm just going to stick to the path all of the time if because I might get lost with a group I need to know how to save myself and other people as well so I know there's lots those other parts of leading a group I need to learn but I'd like to do it, say, in the five years. I don't think it would take me five years to learn it. But I have to remember I can only go out walking on a weekend. Mm-hmm. So my five-year plan would be that I would be able to do my mountain leader training and start to take children in schools out. Because I used to be... I've always worked... I did sociology at university. I've always worked in community that... I, that's part of me mm. and I've worked in schools uh, and walking in and seeing that the kids seeing me and being like you look like me yeah I do because I've been I've been to schools where I don't look like any of the kids as well but going in and seeing those children who look like me and them instantly feeling a connection to me I want them to go out in the countryside with someone who looks like me not it doesn't have to be me I'm not saying that they do but have those positive experience of knowing that they were led and there was a leader who was brown is really important because there's not many. I want to be able to be, even if I'm the only person, <laughs> I want to be that person. I want to at least start the ball rolling on other people. Like these ladies that come on Black Girls Hike, there'll be people in that group that definitely could also do mountain leading training or, or low, um, low hills low level training as well the more of us that get out and do this and feel confident in this the more the bigger the part of people that will be able to lead there will be but yeah that would be for me ideal I'd love to take out children and their families definitely like single parents or people on low incomes or people who are you know new to the UK I would love to be able to say this is this is part of the UK. This is part of you own part of this. You pay your taxes. This is where we're allowed to be, and you should experience it. Come out, have your have your picnics, have those those you know the ice cream vans at the end of the car yeah. park. These are the things that are British. This is British culture, and one of I remember a few years ago with the young people that we work with, someone said there's no such thing as British culture, and I remember being really offended by it. I was thinking, no, there's lots of things that is British culture. And then sitting and thinking about all the different things that there are in the city that I can prove to them by showing them. And then as I've been doing this, I've been thinking about how this is British culture. And it's sad that some people sit at home and they think this isn't for them. But this is our culture. This is what we're, this is what we're entitled to. So, yeah, I want to definitely work towards that hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> oh and and sitting here with this amazing view um what do you think hiking has 
brought to your life in the last couple of years? Um, I think it brings mental well health. I don't know, is that how you well, would say yeah, it? Yeah, well health, well-being. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I think, I think, I, I, I don't know, everybody, maybe. I think everybody is so stuck in, like, you know, work, social medias, peer pressure, family pressures, all these different things. Having an escape twice a week helps you be more productive in every other part of your life, I think. Being able, I, I would say, walking with my husband, now husband, we have such a close <laughs> relationship. Everyone says it's really cheesy and, and makes people feel sick because we're so close. But having this this time where you just walk with one person, that, that for me that's Matthew, we just talk and talk about everything and nothing. And that's really important. And the closest relationships we, I have with people at this moment in my life right now are people I walk with Mm. definitely because you just it's like counselling isn't it you talk and then I talk and you talk and I talk Mm. yeah it's it it makes you feel better definitely without a shadow of a doubt it definitely improves everything Vicky, mm-hmm. who are the three people that have inspired your outdoors adventures? Um, I would have to say, I'm going to have to say Ben at work for suggesting that we did Snowden. Because yeah. if he had not said it, I would not have started. It, it, so I have to say him. He's not a walker. He didn't do Snowden. <laughs> but I have to say he inspired me, definitely. Um because without him I wouldn't be sat here with you to to be honest uh, the second person I would say inspires me is Kat Forster who I said before taught me how to read a map because I met her and she is one of the most genuine people I've met walking and she is smart and clever and knowledgeable and you know when you meet someone you're like you know so much stuff Yeah. and I want to be where you are that's that's how I feel about her she is awesome and when we did our walk a couple weeks ago and I saw I met her again because she was doing one of the other groups that I wasn't in she asked if I wanted to go with her and do some mountain leading um, uh, hill skills with her as as like partner as a teacher and I just she's awesome and obviously because she wants to do that with me I I really like her as well (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the third person that inspires me is definitely Salisha because she is and I will say this to her face I've said it to her and I said it to you before she is the terminator of walking (laughs) (laughs) when we did our 26 miles and this is why she is one of those people that I'm going to put on my who inspires you to walk it was hard it was genuinely hard and without her I might have quit. Just for the listeners, um, you did 26 miles um, in the Peak District yeah. for raising money for Alzheimer's. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, in September. Nice. Uh, and it was it was beautiful. I went to places I've not done, parts of the Peak District I've not done. It was beautiful, but it was very painful on the old lower body. Yeah. <laughs> and she is the... 
I don't know how to explain what she's like. She She's a lovely, lovely soul. And she walks at a pace that no matter what, I think uh, I might die. <laughs> she walks at such a pace, but uh, over 26 miles, she does slow down and I can catch up a little bit. But she's my competition, but not in a competitive kind of way. Yep. She inspires me. She pushes me forward. She encourages me when I feel like I want to quit. And equally, I do the same for her. I don't think there's another person currently that I walk with that I could have done that with. Uh, she is interested in doing things. She's interested in trying, you know, to walk somewhere that she's never been before. And, and I love that about her. And, and that's why she's one of my inspirational people because she wants to do stuff and that makes me want to do stuff. Amazing that you uh, label her the Terminator. Great <laughs> she nickname. She, she, you know, she walks. She is... When we did Snowden, she was in the second group and I could just... I kept looking down the hill... Uh, down the mountain, sorry. At her coming up. It was a bit like, oh no, she's coming! <laughs> she's chasing. Um, but she is. She is just... She's super fit. She's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Vicky, what tips do you have for people who are new to hiking um, and also for, for black women who perhaps have never been out hiking before? Uh, my tips? Um, uh, I suppose one of my tips would be find a group. If you've never been walking, find a group. And I'm not saying you have to walk with black girls hike if you're black. Find any group that, you know, is in your area that for your initial walks to get you out because you're less likely to get lost uh, you've got people to ask what you need on the walk that kind of stuff is is really important we're, obviously we're going into the winter months now the kind of kit you need is different than when you go in the summer so if we were doing this at the beginning of the summer I'd say okay just get out that's my tip just go outside but I think now I would say find some people or somebody so if you see somebody who walks on Instagram or Facebook or one of those social medias so say for instance becky the traveler her name is just becky obviously that her full name is not the traveler uh she is one of the people who would have made my list if the other people were not already on my list she is really lovely person and she's full of knowledge and she's super super friendly and she's always out walking so you can always arrange to meet her she's a really nice person but there's lots of different people on you know uh, there's a big hiking community on instagram which I've kind of fell into through hiking. There's lots of people who you can kind of say, do you mind if you're going out, will you ask me if I can come along? Find someone. I would not recommend in the winter months going for a hike by yourself first time around. Um, I would say that first until you get your bearings and then go for places that you do know and do it by yourself and try that out and see how you like that. I suppose proper shoes, proper footwear is one of the the big things in in walking in a group and having people who don't do a lot of walking the first thing that they always say is what do i need what do i need boots you can put on layers and layers of pants and layers and layers of tops and jackets and most people have a winter coat but your footwear is what's going to cause you to be you know twist an ankle or have wet feet which are the two worst things when you're walking right apart from a proper injury definitely get some decent boots and make sure that they're waterproof especially going into winter months 
because wet feet are going to ruin your day mm. yeah um and tissue take lots of tissues because you don't understand how much your nose runs i'm not <laughs> does all the time it's like i'm glad it's not the same as me <laughs> uh, yeah uh I, what other tips would i suggest people do do you have any tips for um getting outdoors more because i think a lot of people perhaps they they go for a, a walk you know in their local area maybe with their friends every so often but do you have tips for sort of being taking those bigger steps and and maybe challenging yourself a little more in the outdoors um find what you like i love mountains i love hills but i don't love you know just walking through fields and reservoirs and parks they're lovely in their own sense but i don't feel challenged find the thing that you love so if you love water find reservoirs and walk around them if you love like hills and farms and walking across and seeing sheep and cows and and that's that part of nature find an area like that and do walks like that i think it's important to try lots of different things because you don't know that you don't like it one of the things our young people will always say is you'll say something like i hate it well when did you do it i've not done it i just hate it (laughs) and i don't think uh like as adults we have the same sort of strong strong hate opinions but they think it's not for them and if you don't try it how do you know it's not for you like if you come up here and you get to the top of mam tour for instance and you think oh that was a killer i really don't want to do that ever again in my life fine but at least you've done it you can't say you you don't want to do something if you've never tried it and so get yourself out go to places of natural beauty like snowdonia the lake district i had never been to the lake district until the summer never i never i've heard about it it? (laughs) and i know just by knowing it's beautiful but until we got there i was blown away absolutely blown away and it's just the fact that it's up the m m6 yep it's a bit of a nightmare isn't it (laughs) Which why I all I it's the same distance from my house to the Lake District in Snowdonia, and I'm always going to Snowdonia. What because of the M6? Yeah, <laughs> which is ridiculous, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just oh, it's an awful motorway, um, but it's worth it at the end. In the end, yeah, once you're there, it's just, it's outstanding. It, I think is the best word to describe mm. the Lake District, right? Mickey, this has been so much fun chatting with you. Thank, thank you. you so much. No, thank you for even asking me. Oh, it's been brilliant. And we've had such a nice walk and we've still got some to go, which I'm really excited yeah. about. We're about to go into a wood, I think, and then down... Where the road slipped. Yes, there's a big, yeah, big road slip there, isn't it? Under Man Tour. Yep. And then we're going to head back to um, Castleton, Castleton, exactly. So we'll walk down through the forest there, down that path where then people are. There's only one paraglider now. Uh, yeah. And then follow the path down into the, and that's the village. That's where we parked. Oh, it's been so, so nice. nice. It's been park. about five miles, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Vicky's story, and I definitely recommend that walk on Mam Tour. There's lots of photos and information about Vicky's adventures on theoutdoorsfix.com or on Instagram at theoutdoorsfix. Now, time for some sounds from nature. Soak them up, because we're back at the coast with crashing waves in Devon.
Thank you for listening to The Outdoors Fix. The podcast is proudly supported by Ellis Brigham Mountain Sports, stores nationwide and online, offering everything you need to equip you for the best outdoors experience.